Hey there, welcome to Kevin Elworth Unplugged, where we talk about life, leadership, and all the things in between. My name is Kevin, and I am excited to be able to connect with you today to dive into a little bit further into leadership, into just a progressive moment of who you are becoming. Listen, who you become is a choice. It's an intentional choice. It is not a matter of happenstance. It's not a lottery level thing. It is a decision and a determination that you're going to make day after day, week after week to become something. And so today I want to walk you further into that goal and that idea as uh, you seek to become your best self, whatever that may look like, whether you're just taking some initial steps uh, on your own or you're kind of a career person, you're leading a company and you need to take your company deeper, faster, there is a pathway to do that. And so it becomes my opportunity to walk alongside of you and help you unearth the reality that is within your reach, man. It's within your reach. Um, I want to just talk to you about a little bit of some of the specific companies and people who are hiring me right now. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to unearth names, but typically companies are coming to me for a couple of reasons. They're stuck and they have a problem and they need some perspective, an outsider's perspective on what needs to happen to navigate them through it. Or someone has a like an aspirational desire and they're like, I want to start this and I'm not quite sure what I need to do with it. Um, inevitably, everyone's at a waypoint where they're starting something, we're continuing something, or honestly, we're ending something. I deal with a lot of what this, with succession plans also, and you're coming to the end of something. Either way, regardless of what it is, it is an intentional purpose and an intentional spot. And your your best self, who you really want to become, it necessitates or it warrants you investing in that version of your future self. It, it It's required of that. So take some steps. Maybe it's time for you to kind of explore something new and unrefined or undefined, something that you've never done before. Um you know, the reality is, is that you cannot get where you want to go having done what you've always done. You've got to do something different. You've got to choose a different path. You know, it's um, it's kind of the, the, the age-old statement or the age-old idea. If you want to get from here to there, you have to take the pathway from here to there. Um, it, it You can't just set out on your way and hope that you make it where you want to make it. No, you need to know where you're going and then you need to know the right pathway to get there. And so I think the conversation that we're going to navigate through today, it really assists with that. I want to talk about the importance of setting personal expectations. This one really uh, kind of caught me off guard as I listened to it. Um, I listened to a, a version of the same thing last fall uh, from the John Maxwell podcast, Maxwell Leadership Podcast, it just really kind of took my breath away. And I found myself, I frequently listen to podcasts while I'm doing something else and I'm driving or I'm at the gym working out. And that that's that kind of stuff really fuels me. It gets my mind going and I just, I get hungry on, man, what could become? And so I was listening to this podcast back in October and really just changing the way I think about my own expectations. Um, Here's the here's the reality when it comes to our own expectations. And and I, I guess I want to say it like this first. I didn't realize that I had expectations for myself, number one. I didn't realize I needed to have clearly defined expectations of myself, number two. And really, as I kind of dove deeper into this like vortex of becoming, I realized that, you know, without 
intentionality, we actually excuse our way out of who we want to become because it gets too hard or because we don't feel like we have the tenacity to be able to do it. And man, this just becomes quite problematic. Ultimately, at the end of that vortex, or honestly, maybe it's at the beginning of that vortex, is fear. Fear is there greeting you. It's there confronting you. It's there um, trying to prevent you or keep you from becoming who you really know that you want to become. Fear forces us. Here's the thing. Fear forces us to reduce our expectations of ourselves. Like, have you ever been in a position where you're like, you know, you go to bed. This is how I, this is how it goes for me. Okay. I go to bed and I'm like, I'm going to get up and tomorrow I'm going to do this. 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 I'm this. And we, and I invent all the hard things and I go to bed with the expectation that I'm going to get up and I'm going to be at my best. I'm going to do, I'm going to make all the right choices. I'm going to do my best thing. But here's the thing. Like I get up fairly early. I mean, my alarm goes off between 4.15 and 4.50 AM. And, and then, and then you make that first choice. And I love the way that like Bedros Kulian talks about this. He's like, you got to start um, being honest with yourself and following through on the promises of your, with yourself. If you can't follow through on the promises that you make to yourself, why on earth would you think that you could make promises and fulfill them for someone else? And, and like, he's got this, it's very clear. And it, I'm like, man, I haven't thought of it that way before. Like we end up lying to ourselves and instilling these like psychological blocks that keep us from becoming what we want to become because we know Good Lord, we're just a liar to ourselves. We're not even telling ourselves the truth. The truth is, is that you want to get up and that you want to go and you want to fulfill those dreams. You want to make those calls. You want to close those deals. You want to lift that weight. You want to eat that food or lose that weight or whatever that thing is. But then it gets tough. We get fearful of pain. We get afraid of disappointing ourselves. And so what do we do? We shrug it off. We make excuses. You know, back in my day, in my pastoring days, I came up with a, a rule for our team. I actually had a whole rule book, 12 different rules. I think it was 12 that we uh, occupied and led by. Okay. One of those rules was up what I called Tight Tuesday. I loved Tight Tuesday. Um, the premise fits everywhere. It just might not need to be called Tight Tuesday. In the church world, the reason I called it Tight Tuesday was because you never want to crit criticize or critique something that you've just done. You, you, especially when you're, you know, you're presenting it. For me, as a having been a pastor, I never wanted to someone to tell me or critique, criticize what we had just done on a Sunday. I didn't want them to criticize that on a Sunday. I found that as time went by, you know, it was still fresh in my mind, but it wasn't as personal on Tuesday. So I created this rule, Tight Tuesday. We're going to tighten up our process on Tuesday when it's less painful. And so we had this questionnaire that you had to go through. And, you know, everyone on, the, on my team, I had asked them to kind of be a part of this process. And as time went on, we had to um, tweak the process and change it up a little bit. But my operative mentality became this thing right here. No one is going to raise the bar on you. If you're going to become the person that you really want to become of quality and excellence, then you must decide and you must enforce that. You know, for us in that context in church, no one was coming to us telling us, you need to do a better job. This was a terrible experience. If we couldn't identify that it was terrible without someone else's voice and do something about it, 
then it was never going to become any better. And eventually, you know, honestly, people can just walk away. They can just leave. They don't have to, they don't have to tell you anything. They're under no obligation to do anything for you. They will graciously come back sometimes until they realize enough is enough and I'm out. Right. And so they just make a decision to leave. And that happens time and time again in every context, in every business. I guarantee you, you know, businesses and business people today that because of your experience and interaction with them, you will never utilize their services again, no matter what they do. And even if they've changed and they've revolutionized everything and someone else comes alongside of you and says, that tells you, celebrates their experience with that person that has a bad reputation in your mind you will still not um, trust them enough to utilize their service again uh, unless you can force yourself to get beyond the experience that you've had. Now, you have to adopt that and think about that in terms of yourself. What are you delivering? What are you uh, expressing that someone else is interpreting as terrible? At some point along the way, you have to be able to eva evaluate and analyze your own processes and promises and figure out, am I doing what I need to do, what I want to do, what someone else needs me to do? And am I doing it with such quality and excellence that they walk away saying, that was amazing. And I can't wait to have another experience with that person or with that person's product or with that person's company or whatever that is. The, the reality or the importance is that you need to get to that expectations is bigger than experience. It has to be. Your self-expectations need to go beyond your own personal experiences. You've got to set great expectations for yourself and then install some great barriers or boundaries or stop gaps that keep you from compromising those expectations. This is where a strong element of self-discipline comes into play. If you are not a disciplined person, like the very next thing you need to do, forget this thing about expectations, build your self-discipline. Build that. From self-discipline, you can actually build self-confidence. You can build some expectations. You can build, and then from there, you can actually build great experience. But a lot of it hinges on self-control or self-discipline, you've got to be able to put yourself through a regiment or process that makes you become better. You know, at the, at the end of the day or at the end of life or at the end of whatever, um, the better you become in life will be because you chose some difficult and hard things. You know, I'm having this tension right now. If I can just get honest with you, I'm having this tension right now about exercise. I don't like going to the gym. I don't like it. I feel like it's a waste of my time. And yet I know for my body to be as healthy as I need it to be, I have to put myself through some sort of regiment. I, I you know, I, and I've just got to figure out what is the right process for me. Is it with people? Is it not with people? Is it a high intensity training thing? Is it just weightlifting? What is it? Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting to the right spot. But to get to the self-discipline I need to become, I need to keep pressing on it until I figure it out. And, and that's what it is because at the, at, at the end of the day, at the end of this whole scenario, it just matters what you become. And if you compromise on who you become, no one is coming along saying you should do better at that. They're just going to walk by you and go to some other option. Um, 
I think this is where the importance of accountability really comes into play. That I think this is why the nature of collaboration is just crucial. I, I literally believe and will testify to every business out there. You have to be involved in some kind of a mastermind process, a place where just you as business owners get together and collaborate for the purpose of progressive movement. It becomes an, an element of accountability. And, and yes, it should cost you something. If it's free, it's not worth it. it. It should cost you something to be a part of this nature and this group because it is going to help you grow. I can't tell you how many people, how many businesses, owners, leaders, developers I've talked to along the way and have encouraged them in this process. Like, listen, this doesn't have to be rocket science and it doesn't have to be like the you're not eating the elephant in one bite type scenario because they feel like that sometimes, but it has to be something. If you are literally going to make no conscious effort to improve the place and the person you are today will be the place and the person you are a decade from today also, because you made no conscientious change. In fact, I'm pretty convinced at this point that, uh, our hope is empty when it comes to that kind of a thing. There's two different kinds of hope, and I hope that you can. I hope that you can understand this. <laughs> um, we hope in things that we can affect, and then we also hope in things that we cannot affect. And really, I think the only proper place of hope is in the things that we have no control over. How does this flesh out? It would be foolish for me today to say, I hope we have dinner tonight. That's stupid. Why? Because I have every ability to affect that reality. It's not that I hope that we have dinner tonight. It's that I plan on us having dinner tonight. It's that, you know, whether my wife or I collaborate together on it, or she already has plans or, or I have plans. The reality is, is that we make the plans, we make the reality happen. It would be foolish for you to do that. Now, do you see how many places in life where we go, where we hope, and, and here's the thing is it comes down to this, is that we hope things just won't be hard. We hope it won't be painful. But at the same time, we know that if we're going to get where we want to go, that's a, that's a foolish hope. And, and it, it actually will be the thing that keeps you from becoming something better. Like, like here's where hope really, really presses down. Okay. Um, I hope in the fact that the, the biblical narrative of salvation says that Jesus died on a cross for me and that if I put my faith and trust in him, he will, he will give me salvation. That is where my hope lies. I can't affect that at all other than do exactly what he said, hope and trust in the savior. And so that's it. I, I'm done with that. I put all of my hope in that, but for every other facet of life, it's on me. It's on me to trust in him, but it's also on me to do the work, to, to flesh out and to follow through with the processes I have to do. There is something that's on me to do this. And this is where collaboration comes in and accountability. When you invite someone else into the process and you articulate, you trustfully, you, you, tra you get transparent, you get vulnerable, you, um, you get to the scary spot of like uh, entrusting someone else with your vision it invites an element of accountability with, with these, you know, I run this network called the entrepreneurs network and I bring these people together for the purpose of like, all right, we're going to identify what the scope of our, of your business is. You're going to cast a vision around it. You're going to make some kind of a bold 
promise to yourself that you're going to accomplish in the next 30 days. And then you're going to report back to us on how effective you were in that. Now, here's the reality. It doesn't matter if you hit the goal. It just matters that you attacked the goal. If you if you didn't hit the goal, it's fine. But the reality is, is that um, you are farther than where you started. You know, if you have something today and you promise something today, but you take no action on what you promised today, what what was the point of the promise? That's where accountability comes in, knowing that at the end of this 30 days, I'm coming back to a group of people who are going to say, how did you do? And then you have to, you know, get really vulnerable with like, I got nowhere. And, and then you're going to have all these eyes staring back at you saying, why not? Why didn't you said you wanted it? Why didn't you take action on it? I have a I have a weekly goal that I want to hit weekly. <laughs> and at the end of the week, I have to get very vulnerable with myself about why or why I did not hit that goal. And it's a tough one for me. It's causing me to confront fear. And and this is where expectations come in. I'm going to get honest with myself. I'm going to be bold in my promises to what I want to become, but then I also have to set expectations for myself to follow through on those goals. Going public is really the key factor in going farther than you are right now. And here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the, the, you know, the underlying reality. Excuses are the death blow to your personal expectations. You can make excuses all day long. Um, I want to I want to challenge you with the idea of making a personal policy to stop making excuses for yourself or anyone else. No excuses. You're going to literally remove the word because from your vocabulary. I was late because that's an excuse. I couldn't do it because there's no excuses. Just make no excuses. Just just tell the truth. I didn't do it because I didn't get up. I didn't follow through. You know, that's the proper place to use the word because. No excuses, just realities. The reality is that I failed. The reality is that I gave up on myself. The reality is that I loved sleep too much. The reality is, is that I just didn't. I just didn't do it. There's no excuse for my behavior. I made a promise to myself. I had an expectation of my own possibilities and I gave up on myself. Man, those are some hard words. And eventually, if you have the right premise in mind, you will get to the spot where you recognize, I don't want to keep giving up on myself anymore. I don't want to keep doing that. Hey, let's pause here for just a minute. I want to talk about my business for just a quick minute in the middle of this this conversation today. My business, Kevin Elworth Coaching, exists to help you level up your leadership, to break through the lids that are restraining you and holding you back from the places that you are right now. Whether it's personally or with your company, I guarantee you this, there is a pathway that takes you deeper and more profoundly to the place of your greatest ability. Companies and organizations are hiring me right now to walk with them towards succession as well as the day-to-day implications of leadership development. If you are stuck and you need traction, it is time to engage in a coaching conversation. It will change your life. It always does. I have yet to have one client who has come back to me and said, this was not worth it. In fact, every one of them is saying, this has radically transformed what any place I thought I could become. 
In the show notes below, you will find a link to set up a discovery call. And I really would look forward to getting personally connected with you to discover where you're at and where you will grow next. If you take a moment and stop by my website, kevinelworth.live, you'll also find that in the show notes. You'll find a link right there to get on my email list. I send out an email pretty regularly. Uh, I can't promise you that it's every day or three times a week or whatever like that, but I send an email pretty regularly that is designed to help you, to encourage you, to lift you up. And uh, you can sign up for that there. And in return to thank you for being part of my list, I will extend to you my ebook called Thriving Teams Unleashed. Uh, it is a really well-designed, well-crafted, um, just short ebook that gives you some succinct ideas on how to really take your team to the next level. It also gives you some ideas about how I can help you and your team get to thriving. That's what every company wants. We all want to get to the place where efficiency is maximized, um, procrastination is eliminated, and mistakes are totally avoided. And you do that by leveling up your team to unbelievable levels. I don't care if you're a church. I don't care if you're a company, an organization. If you've got a team of people, listen, my business, I'm like this big and I have a team of people. If you have a team of people, nonprofits even, I'm working with some nonprofits right now to do this as well. Um, if you've got a team, it, it you deserve, you, you owe it to yourself and to your company and to your team to invest in the health of your team. You will never, ever be sad that you did. It will make you so efficient and so helpful. So take some time, grab that discovery call in the link below. Let's have a personal conversation together and investigate the implications of what you need to do and where you need to grow next. I guarantee you will change your life. Expectations over experience. That's what this is. You're, you're getting to the spot where you're articulating. These are my expectations of myself. And, and this is what I want to do about it. Why? Why do we do this? Because of who we want to become because of where we want to end up. You know, I'm recognizing right now, as I'm really pretty much a year into this, at this point, my, my business, my podcast, all these things are coming up on one year anniversary. And I'm, I'm recognizing the fact that everything hinges on kind of two words, clarity and desire. I'm beginning to recognize that you need to revisit the why of what or who you want to become very regularly. In fact, one of the studies that I'm going through pretty aggressively right now is the book Think and Grow Rich. Um, I've read that book multiple times. I am not, I'm in a mastermind with that group, with that book right now. And I'm actually reading it like aggressively. It's probably the deepest read I've ever done right now. And what I'm recognizing is that when Napoleon Hill in that book illuminates the importance of desire to us. It does nothing unless we get and keep that desire. What I recognize is the fact that we say we want something, but we don't turn it into a true desire. And I know that because of how difficult it is for us to dis disclose or declare to people what it is that we actually want. I, in my, I'm writing a book right now, and uh, that will be out pretty soon here. In fact, I'm looking for, here's another thing you can help me with. I'm getting ready to build a launch team around my book. And um, as soon as I have a title for my book, I'm going to pull a launch team together. I don't have a title yet. I have a, I, I'm like almost, pro I'm probably 60, 70% through writing the book. In fact, my goal is to be done by the end of February. Um, but 
in my book, I, I talk about this importance of honing in on desire. And, and I, I talk about this, this importance of like, you know, when I ask people, what is it that you want? They literally on the spot, they will write me a small ebook of, of content disclosing or describing to me what it is that they want. And I'm like, that's cute and great and all. I have no idea what you just said. I, I kind of lost attention a while back. But can you tell me in a single sentence, what is your desire? And it blows my mind that people can't say. They have no clue. The reason why you don't have what you want is because you don't know what you want. You have no clue. And so let's get really innately specific with this. And when we get specific with that, now we can start putting expectations behind it. When you know what you want, oh my gosh, it just becomes this overarching passion of your life and you can't help but become that. So let's drill into that today. Hone in on your expectations. I'd love to know below. Let's, you know, as we kind of wrap this up today, as this kind of gets your mind going, what does it take for you to investigate the implications of expectations for yourself? I'd love to know from you, what has been your experience with it? Where have you seen this kind of twofold? Where have you seen it really, really maximized? And where have you seen it really, really compromised? Um, man, that's it. This is fun. I Thanks for being with me today. Listen, my, my premise is always, don't ever hesitate to let me know how I can help. I want to help you. I want to come alongside you. I want to help you believe in where you need to go and grow next. It's my privilege to do that. My pleasure to, to help you along that way. Thanks for being part of my team today. I pray you're well. Be blessed, encouraged, have fun. Stay, stay dangerous, I want to say. Stay dangerous today. See ya.